This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for Monday, October 30th, 2023, the day before Halloween. The day that the Lions play the Raiders. It's going to be a scary game down at Ford Field. Do you have any idea what happened yesterday? Yesterday was a fantastic day for the Lions. Just an unbelievable day for the Lions, and they have yet to even play. The Vikings lost Kirk Cousins. It's not great that he blew his Achilles, but the Vikings had won three in a row. They were sort of kind of trying to be a threat for the Lions in the NFC North. They lost their quarterback. They're done. I don't want to be crass about it, but they're done. The Niners, remember the Niners? Oh, my goodness. The Niners, they're so scary. They've lost three in a row. And Brock Purdy, by the way, looks like a human being now, doesn't he? I kind of feel it struck midnight for Brock Purdy. And the Eagles won yesterday. They beat the Commanders 38-31, to I think the final was. But have you seen their remaining schedule for the next five weeks? They play teams that are a combined 31-13. and So they're going to lose. So if I'm the Lions, I make a splash at the deadline. And I go get that top seed in the NFC. Because the Lions currently are the second best team in the NFC. So I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about all this stuff. Driving around yesterday, right? And I'm like, wow. Lions are in great shape here. This is unbelievable. And of course, the first thing that pops into my mind, I wonder how all the SOL people are feeling. I wonder how all the people, the haters, the SOL lovers, the people that believe the other shoe is going to drop, I wonder how they feel right now. So then I thought of this great idea. Why not bring one of them on the show before Monday Night Football? Let's get their point of view. Because I think we all wonder, why do you continue to dislike the Detroit Lions? So who better to bring on the show than an expert, an SOL? In fact, a couple of years ago, I think it was a couple of years ago, I was driving around, had my daughter in the car. I was listening to Brian Chapman, 97 won the ticket. I love Brian. He does a great job. And he started his show with this. Let me play this for you. Listen. Good drum beat. S-O-L. 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 This is how he started his show. S-O-L. 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 It's well put together. S-O-L. You fired up yet? 
in, shall we? There he is. Look at him. Wow. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Thank you for the uh, for the introduction. <laughs> yes, Brian Chapman joining mm -hmm. us here. Hold on a sec. Let me do you some justice here. There we go. <laughs> Brian S-O-L Chapman mm -hmm. joining us. And you heard what I said, Chappie. And, and you've been doing radio in Detroit for a long time. You got a great show. You're one of my all-time favorites. I mean, you, you know this. I remember one time I was driving around listening to you because my dog hates fireworks on the 4th of July. And uh, your show soothed my dog, Bouncy. So thank wow. you for that. Yes. You thank know, according to a lot of the ticket textures, my show soothes them as well as they fall asleep to me. <laughs> well, you know what? I get that too, so don't worry about it. But <laughs> I, I think people know you as... Mr. SOL. I mean, hell yeah, I got the shirt right. Did you have to have that custom made, by the way? Brian I, did, I did not have it made. A couple of years ago for Christmas, my sister uh, made that shirt for me. And I got, she gave me a white one with the blue letters that you see. There's also a blue one with white letters. So for home games, I wear the blue one. For white ones, I wear, <laughs> for road games, I wear the white one. What a gift. By the way, if you're listening to it, just the audio, not watching on YouTube, behind Brian, he's got a Tiger jersey on one side and he's got an SOL shirt on the other side. It's all white with the SOL in Honolulu blue. So uh, it's very nice. I didn't nice. even know what it was when I first saw it. Like I took the pack, the shirt out of the package. I was like, soul, soul, soul. And she looked at me with these wide eyes like, you don't know what that means? How do you not know? Oh, okay. Is there any truth that you got a tattoo of SOL? I've heard this. I don't have any tattoos. So that oh, that's cool. a <laughs> I wanted to believe it. So listen, I did a podcast the other day. I think it was last Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. And my brother, Dave, you know, Dave, he's a lot like you. He'll never admit it. I, I give you mad respect because you admit that you're an SOL believer and that you like it when the Lions lose. Dave loves the Broncos. He just had a big win against the Chiefs, by the way. But he'll never admit that he wants Lions fans to be miserable. You, on the other hand, you host radio in Detroit you won't give up the SOL thing. And I think it's safe to say that you love when the Lions lose. My question to you is why? Because don't you think the fan base has been through enough that don't you want to see them happy? Well, look, it, it's not up to me to make them happy. That's, that's um, number one. It's up to the team to make them happy. And when the team goes out there and does what they've done for the first six weeks of the season and goes out to a five and one start, beating the Chiefs, that's what makes them hit happy. It's, it's not up to me. And so, obviously, as you know, we form our opinions based on what we've seen. And it's not just based on what we've seen in the first six games of this year. It's what we've seen for years in the case of the Lions. And we've seen so many times this team has pulled the rug out from under uh, underneath the fans and and left them sad. You know, for, for me, when it comes to wanting – the Lions to lose or anything like that. Like it's it's funny to me when the Lions lose because they don't lose in general like so many other teams, so many franchises do throughout the years. And this is how like the whole SOL thing um, really has meat on its bones. They lose in crazy ways. They, they blow do. big leads. They have weird rules named after them. And you know, back when I was a fan, that stuff was agonizing to me. 
but it's funny to see, well, how are they going to blow it this time? How is Lucy going to pull the football away this time? And, you know, for, for the fans, obviously it, it sucks whenever your, your favorite team loses, especially if you're like really truly passionately behind them. Uh, but as, as an outsider, um, now, like kind of an insider outsider, right, right. like as an outsider, it's funny to watch the fan base believe this time is really different only to find out time and time again, whether it's we got the Patriot way this time, or we got a real quarterback this time, or we got a coach that's been to a Super Bowl every single time proved to not be different. But this time. You'd even have to admit that it's different, wouldn't you? I mean, I set up the scenario at the very start of this podcast. You're looking at a 5-2 and two football team. Their schedule is cake moving forward. The right. division is theirs. Right. It would take even more than SOL power for them to blow this, at least in my opinion. So two things. One thing when it comes to the same old Lions is you always have to revert back to history. And this is not the first time the Lions have had a good start to the season if you remember back in 2013, they had a six and three start to their season. 2011, they were five and oh. Right. Yeah. 2011, they were five and oh. They went five and six down the stretch, lost their playoff game. But in 2013, I think is a better representation of what people should fear with when they think it's all over. Because in 2013, they had a six and three start to the season, and Jay Cutler was hurt. And Aaron Rodgers was hurt. The division was given to them on a silver platter, as it appears to be the case this year. And they went one and six down the stretch. No, no, no. But Brian, Brian, and it was I hear different that time. I, I hear what you're saying. Look, 2013, 2014. Of course, they make the playoffs. They lose to Dallas. 2016. I love this site. Three games remaining. They had to win one to win the division. They lost to the Giants and the Cowboys. And I remember coming on the air after they got to nine and four, and I said they're done winning football games this year. I was doing cross I, I, I was doing crosstalk with the late Jamie Samuelson and oh, here's, wow. here's the was like I, I can't believe you're saying it. I was like, no, they're done winning football games. Were they? Yes. What did, they were what did Jamie say? He's like, Yeah, I, I can't believe you're saying that. It, it's strange. I was like, look, they're gonna lose to the Giants, they're gonna lose to Dallas, they're gonna lose to the Packers, they're frauds, they're phonies, and if they make the playoffs, they're gonna lose and they lost by 20 in the playoffs. Okay, but even you would be shocked if they don't win the division this year. Because this year, to be fair, those teams that you're talking about, 2013, 2011, 2016, you knew they had flaws. You knew what the flaws were. With this team right here, defense is better. I know what happened in Baltimore last week. I totally understand. The offense is a top five unit. I understand Jared Goff sucked in Baltimore last week. I get it. If they come out later on today and look like they did last week, then maybe you're on to something. But even you'd be surprised if they choked, if they SOL'd this one away, wouldn't you? I they should win the division. I wouldn't be as, as shocked as everybody else. Like it's hard to find a pathway for them to not win the division. I mean, I it's was fair. saying on my show. Yes. Yeah, I was saying on my show on Sunday night that if they get to eight wins, they should be able to win the division. But I go back to 2013. There was no way they were gonna go one and six down the stretch. They went one and six down the stretch. Okay. So so what happened to you? What happened to you? What was the moment where you went? I love that because you're a lifelong Detroiter. Then right. you went to Penn State. You got your degree. You came back. You're doing right. Detroit radio. You love Detroit sports. You love the Pistons. You like the Red Wings. You love the Tigers. I think you do. What the hell happened to you with the Lions? What was the moment where you just said, you know what? For the lack of a better word, fuck them. 
I'm going to start hating this team and rooting for their demise, even though the people that you broadcast to, they love this team. And so, every time you're celebrating, they're dying inside. <laughs> Most of them are, but some of them think it's funny, just like me. It was a process. Um, it wasn't like, all right, now I'm just turning. But back in 2005, if you remember, I was interning for 1270 the sports station when you were there. That was when 97 won the ticket was only on AM 1270. And so I was interning for Doug Carr's show with Art Regner. And during that summer, the Lions were going into the final year of the Matt Millen contract. And at that time, everybody knew that Matt Millen was the absolute worst GM, not just in the NFL, but in all the sports. But he had one year left on his deal. And everybody assumed that they weren't going to fire him. They would just let him ride the contract out and bring in a new GM. Instead, as you remember, they awarded him, rewarded him with a five-year contract extension. At that time, I said, whoa, I need to take a step back because they are really, like, not just knee-deep, but, like, nose-deep in just a desire for failure if they're going to give the worst GM unequivocally in all the sports a five-year extension. Additionally, at that time, um, I was still a college student. Uh, That was between my sophomore and junior year of college that that happened. And so being in Pennsylvania for college, I wasn't able to watch Lions games for the most part. The first couple of years, it killed me that on, on football Sundays, I couldn't watch the Lions. I could watch the Eagles or I could watch the Steelers or I could watch whatever national TV game was on, but it was never the Lions. Right. My junior and senior years, it just wasn't that big a deal. But I told myself when uh, Millen got the extension, not that I was done with the Lions, but I said I refuse to attend another Lions home game until the year after they have a winning record. Their next winning record was in 2011. And by 2012, I was so far gone that it didn't matter. And so if they win, you know, good for them. They're an interesting team. But if they lose, it's hilarious to me. And I'll tell you this. I was telling our boss this a couple of weeks ago. Yes. That, um, when Jimmy, I was a Lions fan. Yeah, Jimmy. I was When I was a Lions fan, because they lost so much um, and their games typically started at 1 o'clock, from 4 o'clock until midnight, I was down in the dumps and I was depressed until I went to sleep. But once I dumped the Lions and I stopped rooting for them from 4 p.m. to midnight or whenever I went to sleep on Sundays, I just felt better about myself. So there's no reason to go back based on that. Okay, so let me ask you this, though. Be honest with me, okay? Moving forward, later on tonight against the Raiders or, you know, after the bye week against the Chargers or one of the multiple times they played the Vikings without Kirk Cousins or the Bears without Justin Fields potentially or, you know, the Packers with Jordan Love and they don't look good at all. Those games, you're rooting for the Lions to lose, right? Don't lie to me. You are rooting for the Lions to lose those games. And then you will go on Twitter or your radio show and you'll do some trolling. (laughs) <laughs> that, that is that is your agenda. Am I wrong about this? Uh, yeah, you're because probably I've done it too. I've done it too. <laughs> I root for radio sometimes. Back when yeah. I was doing the post-game show, when our station did not have the Lions, they were atrocious. Patricia was the head coach. I rooted for them to lose every game because angry Lions fans are better on the radio than happy Lions fans. But the team wasn't going anywhere, right? right? They deserve to be bashed. 
this team doesn't deserve to be bashed. This team deserves to be praised, I feel. Mm-hmm. Even though they lost to Baltimore, I get it. You're going to yeah, bring they, that. They deserve to be praised, and I've been giving them lots of praise. I said if they lost to Baltimore, which I expected them to do, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Obviously, when you lose by 32 points, that, that kind of tests you. And I even said on my show on Sunday that it's not a must-win game for them against the Raiders simply because there's no threat in their division, and they could get to 8-9 and, and and still win the division. But, I mean, it'll the, the one thing – that um, I think people have a real issue with and I have an issue with them when it comes to like people saying, why do you keep on saying they're the same old lies when they're clearly different? Is that- They are different this year. Okay. So people like you, I'll just say that as opposed yeah, yeah, to- Yeah, that's fine. Come at me. So the issue that I have is, especially since you're older than me, you're over 50, yeah. aren't you? How dare you? I'm 48 years old. Okay, you're, over 50. What an what an absolute! I should hang up on you right now. What a sure! I look good though, don't I? You're you're, you're closing in on 50. Anyway, what are you? What are you? 39. Oh, you got your whole life ahead of you. I wish I was in my 30s still. But so, anyway, go. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the issue is that people say, "How can you not say that this is different?" And for people that have been a, around for multiple decades, even if it's just a 25-year-old, I say shame on you, the Lions fan, to go through all of the agony and pain that this team has put you through for years and years and years and say that after five or six or seven games that everything's completely different because you've seen collapses year after year, decade after decade, and then you're going to sit here and say, oh, they got a nice five-in-one start less than halfway through the season, therefore it's over? But Brian, I know what you're saying, and I totally get it. And I know I'm going to sound like one of the people that you do on your radio show that calls in, right? And, and by the way, don't, don't ever accuse me of not ripping on the Lions because, you know, the Lions kicked me off their network because I said I wanted them to go 0-16, okay? So I've had my fair share of run-ins with the organization too. But I feel I've only trashed them when they deserve to be trashed. You're different. You're still rooting for them to lose. And when you say, well, you can decide in seven weeks. Yes, you can decide in seven weeks because this team right here and the surrounding situation with every other team in the NFC, you can definitely say this team not only should make the playoffs, but they should win a playoff game. They'll win the division. Hell, they should be hosting the NFC title game. They should get the one seed. Okay. See, I mean, that that's obviously going multiple steps too far. That, now, no, I mean, no. When, when, when it comes to – whether or not you or somebody else wants to hold an opinion, that's fine. But a lot of folks will come to me and say, you need to have my opinion. You need to have my opinion of this team is fundamentally different. And by fundamentally different, it's sure. you need to stop. You need to say that that SOL is dead. And I say, no, it's SOL until proven otherwise. And for me, proven otherwise does not mean a five and one or a five and two start. I, I get it. I get it. But don't you seem silly still throwing the hair? I'll do it for you. Let me, let me find it. Don't, don't, don't you seem silly still doing this? If I can find it. I mean, honestly, if you want to bring it back, if you want to bring it back once they start losing or if they fall in the toilet, I totally understand it. But when they've started the way they to bring up SOS. Very catchy. Well, like I, I, I get it because 
people want it to be over with. People want it to be done. People are sick and tired of this. It's been one playoff win in 66 years. And I get that you get a little a little bit of taste of something and you say, okay, finally it's over. But I continue to say that the bar should not be just let's get off yep. to a cute little start and all of a sudden everything is different because guess what? To earn the label, it wasn't just a cute little losing streak or a bad five-year stretch. To earn the label of Save On Lions, what they did was disappoint fans for years at a time. And it was based on failure, A, to get to the playoffs consistently, and B, to win in the playoffs. So how dare any true one prider Lions fan say that same old Lions is dead based on less than 50% of a regular season? A regular season. Okay. okay. We got a couple more minutes with Brian Chapman from 97 won the ticket. I, I need you to give me, and I'm not going to change your mind. I think you should drop the entire SOL thing until they prove that they're SOL, which I don't think they're going to do this season. And I know you're shaking your head. I get it. But give me the ultimate SOL situation then. Give me the ultimate SOL experience that would make you so giddy. You'd go on the radio and you'd laugh at everybody because that's what you would do. That's why people dislike you because you're laughing at their pain. You got Just because you got away with their pain, you're a quitter. You're a quitter. They yes. stuck with the pain. They've yes. continued to get burned and tortured mm-hmm. by this fan, by, by this mm-hmm. franchise. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be more special to them if it actually ever comes to fruition. And it could come to fruition this year because mm-hmm. they seem like a legitimate team. So, so what's your, I know you fantasized about this. What is the ultimate situation that would get you so excited? First of all, quitting isn't always bad because if your wife is cheating on you and gambling tens of thousands of dollars of your shared money away and you quit on the marriage, that's probably a good thing. And I is think a winning? lot of Lions fans By the way, feel like that over the years. Is she winning when she's gambling or no? No, no I said gambling it away. Oh. oh, so she's a bad gambler. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes, yeah, so she's gambling tens of thousands okay. of dollars away per month and cheating on you. It's okay to quit. Right, right. Yes, um, yeah. but in terms it's of okay to quit drugs too. But yes, go, go yeah. on. Yeah. Give me your ultimate SOL situation, what you would love to see. <laughs> I mean, e- e- either way, I'll be fine. But the ultimate SOL for this year is potentially already up on a tee. They started out five and one. People started talking when they were five and one about, you know what? Let's just focus on what the, the Eagles are doing in the 40 and 49 yeah. number one seed. And I'm sitting there thinking like, When's the last time you guys been to the playoffs? When's the last time you won a playoff game? It's, it's like be living under a bridge and then somebody gives you a ranch and you're like, let's focus on the gated community of $6 million houses. Like that, that's nice, but like, let's, let's build up some credit first. Let's show that you can pay your mortgage on a regular basis. But it would be basically what's happening right now, a five and one, five and two start. There's no sign that things are going to collapse. And then all of a sudden, just like in 2013, you can't win a game. That year, Stafford had 14 interceptions down the stretch. Goff came into this year, uh, potentially with a chance to break the record for consecutive passes without throwing picks. Maybe he starts doing that. You already have Kirk Cousins going down with an injury, and it just seems like there's no path forward for them to come any worse than first place in the division. And then somehow, some way it happens. Maybe it's... um, Who would it be? I, I don't know. And you know what? Maybe it is that they win the division because they've won the division before while still being the same old Lions. And then they collapse in the home game at Ford Field that people have been waiting for. The great thing about SOL 
is that we don't know what's going to happen next, except that it always ends in failure. So, so you still believe SOL is alive? Like, I believe SOL is, is torture. I believe SOL is on life support. I think SOL is lying in a hospital somewhere in his last days. But you believe SOL is on vacation in Boca, maybe, and all of a sudden it's going to sweep in and do what it's always done. Look, maybe this is the year that it dies, but for me, it's not SOL until... Jeff Rieger takes me onto his podcast and chastises me, or I get enough nasty ticket texts or tweets. It's not SOL until they get to a five and one start because that's happened before. It's He's not SOL until they get to the playoffs. And I'll tell you this it's not SOL until they win a playoff game because they did that one time in 1991. And moving the goalposts. No, no, I'm not moving the goalposts. And I've, so I what kills it? I've, what I've, kills I've it? been into my Twitter account what the criteria are, but it's SOL until proven otherwise. So what kills it? Real quick, what kills it? One of two scenarios has yes. to happen. One is obviously they win the Super Bowl. Even if they come back yeah. the next year and go 0-17, oh, you win a championship yes. and SOL is dead. What's the other this? one is basically like the Los Angeles Clippers standard because, you know, even though we got a nine-year difference, we know that back in the 90s, People weren't talking about the Lions as the worst franchise in all sports. It was the L.A. Clippers. Right. Elgin Baylor was the GM. That's right. But what have they done to get rid of their stigma? They didn't win a championship. They've never even been to the NBA Finals. They were a consistent playoff winner. You look at the last 13 years, they've won 10 playoff series. So the Clippers standard is in a five-year span, um, win three playoff games, all not in the same year. You do that, and you're a consistent winner without even having to get to a championship, and SOL is dead. Is that fair? Brian Chapman, I think it's ridiculous, but that's okay. okay. Brian Chapman, listen to him on the ticket. Brian, I got like two more quick things for you before you leave us, okay? Because you're a big Penn State guy. You went to Penn State. You graduated from Penn State. You yeah. got one of their very expensive degrees, and I know you're going to go to the Michigan game in Crappy Valley. I mean, Happy Valley in November Chappy 11th. Valley. But that's good, too. <laughs> the, the big the big news, though, of yesterday was we found out two things. Jim Harbaugh had his contract extension rescinded by, I would assume, the Board of Regents. So apparently he was going to be the highest paid coach in entire college football. That's not going to happen anymore because of the cheating scandal. And the other thing we found out earlier in the day that the NFL Network had was that the NFL is thinking about not allowing Jim to come to the NFL as a safe haven, essentially making Harbaugh serve his suspension in Michigan. Now, I have no idea how the hell they can do that. What? If an owner wants, you didn't see this? If an owner wants to hire Jim, they should be able to hire Jim. I would assume Jim would sue. I would assume Jim would win. But those are the two little nuggets that I heard on Sunday. How deep to you? is the sign-stealing thing. Do you consider ridiculously cheating? And your, your, your nitty lines are about to play them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously cheating. I know that a lot of folks say that it's not that big a deal and you still have to go out and execute, and that's right. Just like when Jose Altuve heard the banging of the trash cans and knew that a breaking ball was coming, he still had to hit it. But guess what? Very you don't have to wonder if it's a fastball or a curveball or it's a changeup, and you know it's going to be a changeup, it's easier to hit that changeup or that fastball. And if you know that uh, C.J. Stroud is going to drop back to pass and he's not going to hand it off to Mayan Williams, it's easier to defend against that. So, um, yes, you still have to execute, execute. Yes, you still have to have the players to be able to get it done. But when you have that advantage and the other team doesn't, 
what looks like potentially a 50-50 game going in or what looks like a game where the Buckeyes should win by seven or some other team might, might, might win by seven can turn into a blowout. So, yes, it, it, it does matter. Um, and as far as the Penn State game goes, um, all throughout the, the season, I didn't think that Penn State was going to beat Michigan. Uh, certainly after the Ohio State game exposed what Penn State fans knew was a flaw, and that is that they have no explosiveness in their offense. Um, I continue to believe that Penn State will not beat Michigan. And the only hope that I have is that, you know, it's still college football and anything can happen. Look at what happened with Oklahoma over the weekend. Right. Not that great of a hope. Or that Kansas. Yeah, exactly. Or that the uh, the sign stealing scandal is something that really gave Michigan an edge. And it's not something that a team like the Spartans could expose. But a better team like Michigan or a better team like Penn State could expose it on the road. Maybe that's that's the the edge that led Michigan to beat Penn State two years ago on that uh, Eric All drag route that still plagues my mind. All right. Well, I mean, yes, you get them in crappy. I mean, Chappy Valley. And you've had weeks to change up your signals. Do what TCU did. Leave your signals to be the same and have them be dummy signals. And then, you know, Michigan fell fell for it one time. I'm sure they'll fall for it again. All right. Here's what we do on the daily ticket. We love when people do the comments. So please comment, rate, review, download, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to watch on YouTube if you want to do that route. I always read a positive and a negative comment to end the daily ticket. And since you're here, you're no stranger to negative comments. I want to I want to read one of each. You can respond to them, and then we'll call it quits. Okay. You good with that? Yeah. All right, so Friday's podcast was all about should the Big Ten, could the Big Ten come in and shut down Michigan's season? The longer we go with more outrage kicking, if more things come out, could the Big Ten come in, start an investigation, and say, screw you guys, you're not playing for a national title. You're not even playing in the Big Ten title game. Sorry. So I did that podcast. The good comment was this. This is from Brian Van Kirk. Lots and lots of voices talking about this subject. Love your take and delivery on the subject. Can't wait for the next podcast. Thanks for your reporting. How about that? People love it. Now, is that Brian with an I or a Y? Let's see. Um, I just lost it, but uh, hold on. Why? Oh, here we go. It's a... B-R-I-A-N. Okay, good. That means that his parents are literate. They know how to spell. <laughs> you got great parents, Brian. Okay. And then the negative comment. Mm-hmm. This one's simple. This comes from P.S. Randy 1. All right. Okay. It just says, you hack. Talking yeah. about me. It's a level two violation if they ever get it to it in the upcoming year. But it's actually, it's actually thought to be a level three violation but when you actually take it and turn it from a level three violation to a network of stealing signs where you're going to 40 games and you're, you're scouting the Buckeyes eight times, it turns into a lack of institutional control, which actually, which is a level one violation. And Michigan's already being investigated for a level one violation. So by my math, I didn't go to Penn State, but that's two level one violations, which means you could be looking at the death penalty, which, by the way, they don't get the death penalty anymore, but it's serious um, the, I forgot the guy's name who called me a hack. So I think that guy's the hack. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they're they're going to have the death penalty as no, well. No, but um, it's a hell of a lot more serious than 
that individual wants to allude to or right. not. Right. And, and actually, one of the things I was talking about on my show on Sunday was yes. the stages of grief for not just Michigan State fans, but Michigan fans as they deal with the sign stealing scandal. And there were a few that were in the acceptance stage, but some of them are in the bargaining stage where they're going around blaming other folks. It's not that big a deal. Right. Right. It's Ryan Day and his brother's fault. Yes. They're the one who uh, ran in Michigan out. That's the mm -hmm. latest. Anyway, Brian Chapman, I love you, buddy. You're great at what you do. Thank I know you. you're rooting. I know you're rooting for the Lions to lose later on today. What's your the Lions are going to win and oh. cover against the Raiders. And you're going to fucking hate it. I'll be fine. You're going to hate it. Well, let me ask you this. If let, Let's say Lions. And I've, rather... I've already bet on the Lions. Oh, that's win. right. Brian Chapman, actually, before we go, and by the way, please, comment section below, what do you think of Brian Chapman? Kind of a loser to still be hanging on to this SOL thing, or do you kind of see his point? Maybe you're like him. Maybe you quit the Lions at some point in your life. Let me know, comment section below. Trust me, Brian will read every comment, and he'll respond to you himself. I'll bring him back on to talk about it. But but you get the Lions to cover quickly, because we've been on way too long, over a half hour. So I appreciate your time. I don't want to take any more up. Yeah. Plus, I want to go watch Sunday Night Football. This is being recorded on a Sunday. I bet on that game. But Brian Chapman has a, this is ridiculous, a 12-leg parlay. 11. 11 legs, I'm sorry, that yeah. he believes you should bet for later on tonight. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to write first, these down. First, we're going we're gonna to recap it tomorrow on the daily ticket, see how many he got right. Okay. First quarter, Lions minus one and a half. Raiders team total under 18 and a half. Amon Ross St. Brown over 85 and a half yards receiving. You realize he's sick and he might not play, right? That's BS. If it was, okay. if, you know, okay. that's one of those things where he would have been probable if it was yes. like five years ago. He's playing. Okay, uh, go on. J Jacobs, 50 plus yards rushing. Okay. Goff, under 270 and a half yards passing. I like that. Gibbs, under 70 and a half yards rushing. Don't hate that. Under 52 and a half. Total points, alternate spread, or alternate over-under. Um, I got Lions minus six and a half, so almost the the over-under, or almost the seven and a half. Um, Mayer, over 20 and a half yards receiving. You got the greasy-gloved gambler, a.k.a. Jackpot, Jameson Williams, under 25 and a half yards receiving. Ooh. And Jimmy Garoppolo, under 255 and a half yards passing. Okay, so what is the odds on that? Plus 50,000. <laughs> One dollar gets you five hundred. Twenty dollars gets you ten thousand dollars, or a brand new car, or halfway there. And and, and and how much did you bet on it? I come on, I, it's, it's, it's a small amount. Twenty or higher? A small amount. Fifty? What does fifty get you? I, I I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't divulge that information. Everybody needs to. I don't want to pressure anybody to bet a certain amount. You gotta bet what's comfortable. I bet what was comfortable for me. Okay. But it's, yes, it's plus 50,000. All right. I think as Howard Stern will say, you've said it all. You've done it all. Brian Chapman, thank you. Listen to Brian Chapman on the ticket when he's on the SOL shows. Follow Brian Chapman on Twitter. You see it on the scroll below. It's at Sports. Brian, thanks for coming on. We'll have you on again. A, if the bet hits. B, if the Lions crap the bet and you'll be happy. Or C, this is what I hope happens. The Lions go to the Super Bowl and you'll be crying. So thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. <laughs> thanks for having me, Jeff. The great Brian Chapman. 
Tomorrow, we'll join you on the Daily Ticket. We'll have a full recap of Lions and Raiders from Ford Field. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy your Monday. Who knows? Maybe Harbaugh will be fired by this time tomorrow. Thank you, Brian. Goodbye.